Oh my god, I can't believe I'm actually doing this. <laughs> okay, hi everyone. Um, my name is Jacob Stella. Welcome to my podcast. I don't actually know what I'm calling this yet. I don't know if I'm going to call it the Mess Podcast. I want to know if I'm going to keep it as and that's podcast at the moment. I have no idea. I've actually filmed maybe three podcast episodes at this point uh, where I introduce myself and blah blah blah. But to be honest. As I was editing through them, I'm like, these are such fucking shit episodes. Like, people are going to be so bored when they listen to this. So, I figure, now that all of this has kind of come up in the media, as you guys see from the title, I feel like this is the perfect topic to start on. Because the first episode that I filmed was about cancel culture, but this whole entire story kind of ties into cancel culture itself. So, for those who do not know me, hi, my name is Jacob Stella. I am a makeup artist. I've been a makeup artist for the past seven years. I'm a social media influencer and beauty boy, I guess. Um, I run my own lash company as well. I do some campaign work for makeup brands, which is really, really cool. Um, And as of recently, Sports Girl, I've just shot two campaigns with them. I shot a denim campaign and the Be That Girl campaign with them. That was earlier this year. Obviously, because of COVID and everything else going on right now, that has all kind of been like in shambles. But I mean, hey, the displays were in store, so I'm just going to roll with it. The reason why I'm starting a podcast now is because, yes, being in isolation is so boring. Currently now uh, recovering from a small surgery that I... Well, it's not a small surgery. It was a pretty big surgery that I had. Um, And you guys will find some more you know, details and stuff on that later on. Because I'm recovering right now and I can't really be on camera because it has to do with my face, um, I felt like now is a perfect time to record a podcast. And I've been wanting to do this for like two to three years now. And I just haven't found... Here's the thing with me. When a situation goes down, I have an opinion on it. I talk about it. And then that's it. I, th- I forget about it and I have like literally the worst memory. So it's hard for me to retain information. Um, I don't really think about it twice unless it has something to do with me really. Like I call me selfish and self-centered, but that's just how it is. I just, ke- I just keep to myself and keep it pushing. I love talking. I love having conversations and I love getting really deep into conversations with people. And I feel like the content that you have seen from me, um, on it, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on YouTube has most more than likely been beauty content or makeup or Uh, well, that is beauty content or like fashion or, you know, campaign photos, whatever it may be. So I kind of want this to be a little bit more chilled, a little bit more relaxed. This is going to be pretty raw. I'm not going to edit this too much unless I really mess up. (laughs) I just really want to talk about some real life shit. I want to bring some of my amazing friends on that are absolutely freaking killing it in the industry right now. I feel like there are so many lessons from people's lives that we can learn and uh, put into our own lives. I I want this to be more of a conversational platform because I feel as though on YouTube and Instagram, it is quite hard to connect with people on a more personal level. So here is where it's going to be quite rambly. I'm just going to be talking about whatever I feel like this week or that week. So recently we have seen the rise and fall of Shane Dawson. Okay, if you are uneducated and you have no idea what is going on, I'm about to school you. It's going to be a long ass episode. So grab a glass of wine, go for a drive and listen to this, like do something, put some headphones on, cuddle up into a blanket, put this on in the bath even. That would be freaking amazing. Anyway, Shane Dawson has always been known uh, to be, at first he was quite a controversial person on YouTube. Then he kind of slowly started to turn into YouTube's sweetheart that everyone just absolutely falls in love with. And it's so hard to hate Shane, let's be real. Like his videos, he's so funny, he's so relatable. They're so entertaining, his videos, they're incredible. But all of this drama circles back to about 2018. So Dramageddon, which I'm sure all of you have heard this term multiple times at this point, started in 2018 with Laura Lee, Manny MUA, Nikita Dragon, and, oh my God, what's his name? Gabriel Zamora. 
and Jeffree Star. They were all a super, super tight-knit group. They were always in videos together. Like I'm talking like there were there's t- like hundreds and hundreds of videos that was such a good group of friends and everyone kind of wanted to be them. Like, let's be real. They all had a falling out in 2018 and uh, Laura, Manny, Nikita and Gabriel all posted to Twitter. So basically in the photo, they are sitting there with their rude fingers up to the camera and uh, Gabby, I think I'm pretty sure it was, he uh, basically wrote a caption like, bitch is bitter because without him, we're doing better. And that was a direct reference to Jeffree Star. Now, shortly after this picture was posted, Jeffree went and exposed pretty much all four of them for racist comments and comments that they had made in the past. And the outburst of negativity and hate, which I believe is rightfully so, especially after Laura Lee's bullshit fake apology, all of the hate that they were receiving, like Laura, Gabby, Manny, and Nikita, it definitely proved that they had shot themselves in the foot over it. And in my opinion, it kind of ended Laura and Gabby's career, if I'm being completely honest. Like I have not heard peep from them. I'm pretty sure I don't even follow them on Instagram, but I have not heard anything from them in like probably the past year, year and a half. Annie has continued to hustle with his career, with his cosmetic line, uh, Luna Beauty, which is actually really freaking good, you guys. He's got some really nice products, not gonna lie. And Nikita has just continued to be problematic in other areas if I'm being honest like (laughs) she's never not problematic that one I feel like it's her reputation like Tana Monjo but we're gonna move on and also before I do I'm actually unsure if Manny had racist tweets like in in the past um but he definitely took the fall because he was in that photo with that group last year in 2019 we had a major scandal with Tati Westbrook and James Charles so Tati uploaded a 45 minute video titled by sister which essentially ended James's career now in this 45 minute long video it was so guys if you who, who remembers watching this video honestly like it was such a draining fucking video to watch but anyway so in this 45 minute long video Tati basically said that she felt betrayed by James because she was basically his mentor and and his social media mom in some ways she was offended and felt betrayed because James was allegedly forced to do a sugar bear hair sponsorship in order to gain security at Coachella now according to James not doing so would have been super dangerous to his safety because he didn't think it through he didn't get an artist pass I think he just had like a VIP pass I'm not too sure and essentially sugar bear hair was there with a contract in hand saying you want our security sign this contract do a post for us and we'll give you the security that you need now James in panic mode would have said yep okay I'll do it no worries texted Tati after it and then the meltdown happened sugar bear hair is Tati's number one competitor because Tati has a vitamin brand a vitamin company, I should call it, called Halo Beauty. Basically, it's like uh, vegan hair, skin, and nail vitamins. In her Bi Sister video, she addressed this. She addressed the topic of James's uh, alleged pattern of pursuing straight men as well. James has been called out for his aggressive flirting in the past, and he himself has even admitted that he likes quote unquote straight guys. However, Tati behind the scenes thought that his actions towards these men who have come out to identify as either straight or bi-curious were somewhat predatory. And Tati claims that she warned him about his behavior, but he didn't take note for an answer. He just didn't want to hear it. In Tati's video, she says, quote, you know, it's really disgusting to manipulate someone's sexuality. You were using your fame, and I'm reading this off a computer screen. You were using your fame, your power, and your money to play with people's emotions. You are threatening to ruin them. You're threatening to embarrass them. And you're doing that to have them behave sexually in your favor, even if they are straight. And you know what? That's not okay. 
After this, James immediately posted a video apologizing to Tati and her husband in, I think it was like seven or eight minutes long. Pretty sure in that video as well, he also says that he needs to take some time to think about his response, which he ended up posting a few days later. Now, at this time of Tati posting her video, James was actually currently in uh, Australia. He was here in Australia. He was in Brisbane, I believe. Prior to posting his response video, Jeffree Star actually involves himself as he usually fucking does, especially after seeing um, some celebrities like Zara Larson tweet about James sliding into her boyfriend's DMs, knowing that he's straight. And Jeffrey got on the bandwagon and posted a series of tweets. Now, James's younger brother, Ian, he tweeted, why does everyone act so tough over the internet? Jeffrey replied to Ian's tweet saying, why is your brother a predator? Why did you really move back to New York City? Exactly. Shut the fuck up. Now, Jeffrey went on a Twitter rant and he basically went on to say that James is a danger to society, is a, da- is a danger to society and a predator. And this blew my mind because in just days after Tati's rant was posted, after her bi sister video was posted, James lost, oh, I think like three to four million subscribers. Was it three or four million? Might even been more. Um, and Tati gained all of those. So... James lost three to four mil. Tati gained three to four mil. Jeffrey was behind Tati the entire way. Congratulations on four mil, five mil, six mil, seven mil. Like as her numbers were going up, Jeffrey was egging her on. When all this was going down, Nikita Dragon weighed in and posted some screenshots to Twitter as well that, I mean, no one really cares about, but basically just shows text messages of her talking with the sugar bear hair PR girl, telling Nikita to give her number to James so that way they can get him an artist pass, which will get him more security. Now, more videos are posted, blah, blah, blah. The drama kind of continues for a little bit. Jeffrey is nowhere to be found, literally nowhere to be found after this. And Tati pretty much left social media. James then uploads a 45 minute video called No More Lies, where he essentially addresses everything that Tati accused him of in her video. He used an absolute ton of text screenshots um, proving that he was telling the truth about the sugar bear hair situation. And he didn't try to trick a straight man into into thinking that he was gay as Tati claimed. Now, apparently Tati even encouraged James to hook up, quote unquote, hook up with Sam, which is the waiter, the straight waiter, um, who told James at the time that he was bisexual. These are all in the receipts that James shows. James also shared some pretty disgusting text messages from Jeffrey. He accused James of trying to trap Sam in a hotel room, force Jeffrey's boyfriend's brother, Zach, into sending him photos and sexually assault Grayson Dolan, which is James's friend. Like they've been in so many videos together as well. James literally shut down every single accusation and showed how bullshit it all was, which made us think that Tati was lying. Tati was the crazy one. Tati was insane. What the fuck is wrong with Tati? Because up until this point, Tati was the least problematic YouTuber in the beauty community. I'll get more into that later, but let's move on. So after posting this, James literally made back his 4 million subscribers and was uncancelled pretty much overnight. Like within a week, he had his 4 million subscribers back. It was crazy. Then Jeffrey got involved yet again and uploaded another video called Never Doing This Again. I'm exhausted. I can't be bothered going over what he said in his video because it's all old news. But if you really want to see it, it's still on Jeffrey's channel now. Um, it's 
okay of a video. It kind of addresses nothing. Like uh, Jeffrey is like the king at addressing everything and addressing nothing at the exact same time. Fast forward to now, over the past two to three weeks, uh, a beauty boy called Cameron Lester, who has been friends with Jeffrey for some time and has been in some of his cosmetic campaigns, came out and spoke about how he felt like Jeffree Star mistreated him and he felt like the token black friend, quote unquote, Uh, while working with him. Cameron opened up on, I believe it was Instagram Live, and he said that he will no longer support Jeffrey or Jeffrey Star Cosmetics uh, moving forward. Let's be real. We all know that Jeffrey has had a racist past, right? So for Jeffrey to feature a black beauty boy in his videos, acting like BFFs towards him and having him in his campaigns, it it kind of feeds that narrative that Jeffrey isn't racist because he has black friends, which is what a lot of white people like to do. And they like to excuse saying the N word with that as a defense when it's not a defense. And Cameron also mentioned that when he was out of town with Jeffrey, um, that were on the road, I believe Seattle, I think it was, I could be wrong. Jeffrey was on FaceTime with Shane Dawson and Shane was raging to Jeffrey and venting about James for some reason. Now, knowing that James is Jeffrey's biggest competition in the YouTube world, Jeffrey put Cameron on the spot in front of everyone and embarrassed him by asking him if he liked James Charles, literally out of nowhere. Um, to which Cameron replied and said he had nothing against him, blah, blah, blah. And then when Cameron and Rich Lux were in the car together on the way back to their hotel after that night, Rich Lux told Cameron that Jeffrey was speculating that Cameron was talking to James via DM while they were together. And that's why he asked him that question. Now, after this is when Jeffrey's new cremated palette came out. And in all of the campaign imagery, you can see that he didn't use Cameron and he actually used Cameron's ex-best friend, which is also a a black beauty boy, rather than Cameron, which kind of just shows and proves to Cameron how disposable he really was to Jeffrey and that there was no friendship there in the first place. Now, because Cameron came forward, there have been so many videos from Shane Dawson's past that have resurfaced. Now, I think this first kind of came to fruition because obviously Shane was ranting about James to Jeffrey and that was mentioned in Cameron's videos. So from Shane's past, all of these videos have resurfaced and this, oh my God, guys, if you haven't seen some of these videos, it's absolutely disgusting. I recommend following almost anyone on Instagram because everyone's talking about it right now. Um, but there's videos of Shane doing blackface and impersonating stereotypes of different races. Um, there's even videos of Shane sexualizing children, which ended up getting literally Jada Pinkett Smith and the entire Smith family involved. It was crazy ridiculous. Um, And the reason for that is because in a video, Shane is seen pretending to masturbate over a poster of Willow Smith when she was only 11 years old at the time. Like it's some fucked up shit. And it was just around the time of the, um, the whip my hair back and forth song came out. And now even some of Shane's previous podcast episodes have resurfaced in what sounded like him making comparisons of foot fetishes to children. It was just absolutely fucking foul. After all of these videos came forward and he started getting canceled for it, right? Understandably. Shane released a long ass statement on Twitter that was too long to read, honestly. And he also put out a video uh, taking quote unquote ownership for his wrongdoings, which uh, now looking back at it, we all know was absolute bullshit. On June 30th, Tati 
finally uploaded a video to YouTube. This video is 40 minutes long. The reason why she posted this is because she basically took a massive hiatus after her Bi Sister video. She hasn't really been that consistent on YouTube over the past year or so. Like she's been uploading kind of here and there. She hasn't uploaded in the last month and a half or so. And then she just posted this video two days ago now. As a YouTuber myself, I can only imagine how hard this would have been for Tati to take such a long break, especially because Tati was uploading five videos a week from Monday to Friday, every single day. I don't know how she does that, but that will drive me absolutely fucking mental. So in this video, the entire time, she's basically reading, um, a, a, it's like a script, right? That she wrote with her legal team. She didn't just kind of come on camera and talk about all the drama and what's going on to kind of capitalize off of Shane going under right now. It was a very, very well thought out and scripted um, statement. And to be honest, I think it was actually really smart of Tati to do that because she was really, really emotional in the video, but she was still very articulate and she could still, uh, think logically and speak logically. But considering that she wrote that with her legal team, it kind of shows that she's currently in the middle of some kind of situation legally and she needs to cover her ass, which is totally understandable. I'll go into that more in a second. Now, Tati even admitted in the video herself that there is going to be some information coming out from some people in the future and it's not even public knowledge as of yet. And in this video, she also doesn't provide any receipts or any evidence or screenshots, no text messages, nothing. And I'm assuming that this is for legal reasons and public knowledge reasons and that kind of thing. I'll go into that a little bit later as well. However, she claims that she has a ton of evidence uh, between her currently now, many other people that she's spoken to. And Tati said that they will not be releasing it into the public until they resolve it behind the scenes. She said that she is ready to uncover the truth of what happened. Now, when she said that, I thought she was just gonna further kind of of like perpetuate the rumors and allegations that she first made in the Bi Sister video, even though James shut them all down. I just thought that it was going to be another plan of attack in some way. Um, and even after her Bi Sister video went live and I saw James's video as well, I knew that there was something more to the story. It didn't feel like that was the end. It felt like there was more underlying something that had to be added to it. And now it's all kind of come to fruition, which is Insane. I don't think anyone, and I mean anyone, was expecting her to say exactly what she said. Because like I said, prior to this, she was the most unproblematic beauty guru on YouTube. TLDR, essentially, Jeffrey and Shane orchestrated the entire bi-sister scandal from start to finish. They used her as a pawn in their game to get rid of James. And Tati even said in her video that they were, quote, bitterly jealous of James's success. So they basically gaslit her into taking him down for them and then discarded her after the work had been done. Jeffrey wanted to see the downfall of his competitor. Shane said that in his statement. Drama channels like Angelica Olds have said for the longest time, Jeffree Star manipulates people to take others down for him so that way he doesn't look like the bad guy when they fall, which is genius. Jeffree Star is a evil genius. Jeffree Star starts drama, lights the match, throws it into the fuel, watches it erupt, and then walks off. No one ever remembers him being part of the drama. The public just remember everyone else. For example, Laura Lee, Tati and James, etc. But everyone is starting to realize that there is a common denominator that is Jeffrey. So going off topic for a second, there have actually been countless of other YouTubers at this point who have also come out, such as Blair White and Samantha Ravendahl. Um, Ravendahl? Ravendahl? I, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, honey. To basically say their side of the manipulation um, caused by Jeffrey. Now, I don't think Samantha was 
Manipulated by Jeffrey, I think Samantha was blindsided by Shane and she basically just called Shay down on his bullshit statement. And Blair White is also a friend of Shane's and she has also come out with a statement as well. If you guys want to go watch that video, I definitely recommend that you do. Now, these people like Cameron, Samantha and Blair have all said multiple times that they fear their safety after speaking out about this. And some people like Tati have even gone the extra mile to move houses twice because they are afraid that Jeffrey will come after them. That is how much power this man has. After the Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star documentary, which is basically a nine hour commercial for the palette, James went to Tati's house and compared receipts and DMs with each other. Um, and they both realized that they were manipulated and used as pawns to get rid of each other, essentially. Now, I personally think that the collab with Shane and Jeffrey was premeditated. Um, I think that it was completely planned because James's Morphe palette is one of the best-selling eyeshadow palettes in the entire world. So Jeffrey and Shane picked Tati to get rid of James Charles so they could, uh, I guess, in peace, release their eyeshadow palette without any competition, which is genius. Think of it. If you're in a competition, you want to do anything you can to eliminate your competitors. So you're going to try and sabotage as much as you can. And that it sounds exactly like what Shane and Jeffrey both did. Do I agree with it? Absolutely fucking not. I think it's disgusting that they would do this to James or Tati. Obviously, don't quote me on it. I don't know what the fuck happened. I wasn't there. James and Tati um, kind of kissed and made up and they apologized in private. But Tati wanted to also apologize publicly to James for everything that had happened. James said to Tati that he wanted to be with her in this video. They wanted He wanted to film this video together, but she said no to him and that she wanted to do it on her own. Um, because I guess she, she's the one that created the mess. So she should be the one to clean up the mess. I think that's actually very, very strong and very wise of her. I think it could have been good for James to be in the video as well, but I do kind of understand that she feels a responsibility to fix up what she fucked up. And then she made an interesting point. She said that her friendship with James began more of like a mentorship that led into a friendship because um, obviously like she's been in the business a lot longer than him. And then down the track, they became closer and closer. And James even went to Tati's wedding and did her makeup for her wedding, seeing him get bigger and bigger and slowly starting to change as time went on. When, if you think of it, what do you expect? A 17 year old at the time, James was 17, just got one of the biggest breaks of his entire career. Almost anyone at any age, when they get that big of a break, and Tati noticed that he was starting to lose a sense of his humbleness and become a little bit more entitled, which obviously happens when you become a multimillionaire almost overnight. Shane spoke to her about James once she started realizing this. So when she spoke to him like, hey, you know, I'm starting to notice James is starting to kind of outgrow his boots a little bit and he's starting to kind of lose sense of where he came from and his sense of self. Shane pushed that narrative upon her and made it grow. So Shane took this small little minuscule thought that Tati had and made Tati believe that it was bigger than what she thought it was. And that's the thing. When someone says to us that we are correct and we have gotten confirmation that what we are saying and feeling is correct and valid, we more than likely will discard the other side of the story because we've just gotten the confirmation that we are correct and they agree with us. And that plants a seed in our heads that says, oh yeah, of course, like everyone else is thinking that, of course, right, yeah, for sure. Tati then says that she never called James a predator, ever. Who did? Jeffree Star. Tati's bi-sister video goes over reasons as to why James made her uncomfortable. 
Oh, excuse me. I just had a coughing fit. Um, Jeffrey is the one that tweeted saying that James is banned from his house, is a danger to society, and tweeted James's brother calling James a predator. And some people are saying that she's a grown-ass woman. She knew better, et cetera, et cetera. Like, how could she be manipulated by someone younger than her? She's so stupid, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, gaslighting doesn't have an age bracket, right? Almost anyone can be gaslighted and manipulated and psychologically abused. Now, psychological abuse is when someone's reality is altered, right? Whether it's by someone else or by themselves. Gaslighting alters your reality because it twists your perception of what you see to be the truth and real and what is fake and bullshit. So Shane used his shy, quote-unquote, demeanor and lack of knowledge of the makeup industry and how to do makeup to make Tati, who Jeffrey knew had a savior complex, want to help Shane. Shane manipulated Tati because her guard was down and she was in that mama bear kind of frame of mind. Tati trusted Jeffrey because he had shown her that although his past tells her that he's racist, that he was growing. Tati saw this and saw, you know, like hints here and there that he was getting better, then he was getting worse, and he was kind of flip-flopping all around the place. Tati saw this and felt as though she, because she had been a mentor and a positive light for James, she could have been the same for Jeffrey. Shane and Jeffrey told Tati that there were going to be a lot of victims coming forward against James for his wrongdoings, right? Quote, unquote. She believed that James was dangered and was going to get in trouble. And she was filming this video to help him because she felt like, what he was doing was criminal and that there were going to be people coming out to expose him. Tati even admits in her video that she tried to involve Jeffrey in a charity that she's worked with for years in order to kind of like give him a sense of responsibility and power to do good, thinking that it was actually going to make him a better person because he'd be changing people's lives, right? Like it would for anyone. But I've come to the conclusion that Jeffrey is just unfixable. But anyway, watching Dramageddon happen in 2018 should have been the biggest red flag of them all because it showed how Jeffrey responds when he feels wronged by someone or when he no longer likes someone. He basically fucking destroys them and rips them to shreds and leaves them with absolutely nothing. Then she talks about the blackmail and she talks about how he's got all of this tea and all of this gossip on other brands and people. She said that he's essentially holding people hostage and that we would have to start praying for people. She says that after this video, Jeffrey is going to come out with all of the evidence to destroy them and their careers all in one go once her video goes up. Now, as I said earlier, Jeffrey lights the match and walks away. Clearly, this means that he doesn't like to be canceled by himself. Because all of this is going down, he's going to be bringing down others with him, kind of in order to deter some of the attention from him to the others in the public eye. It kind of makes sense. She said in her video, let's not cancel everyone when he comes out his evidence in a video or however, whichever format he does. We need to pray and we need to forgive these people because there's going to be a lot going down. And this is exactly what Jeffrey Star wants. Obviously, with all of the Shane Dawson stuff going down with the pedophilia and that kind of situation, she also wishes that she educated herself more on Shane's background and past videos, now knowing what the rest of the world does. And she regrets opening up to Shane about sexual assault because now Shane has used that as leverage. Like, if you think of it, if you have been sexually assaulted and someone comes up to you and says, oh, this person is sexually assaulting other people, you're more inclined to believe them, kind of like riot out and make it public because you want to save people from being in the same situation that you were in. Also said, which is true, that many drama channels knew that a video was going to come out against James 
before Tati had even filmed it. Ashley Kyle got a message from Jeffree Star saying, hey, on this day, there's gonna be something big happening, be prepared. This was before Tati had even filmed the video, which means that Jeffree was going around telling people that this was gonna happen to stir the pot and get people excited. Doing this, especially towards other drama channels who are the ones that make a profit of all this, they're gonna believe every word said. We all believed what Tati was saying because there was already a small little thing saying James, you know, has a tendency for straight guys. We already knew that in the back of our heads. When Tati came through with receipts that weren't even there, we all believed it. The night before the Bi Sister video went up, Tati said to Shane, that she was scared for James's safety because he was in a high-rise hotel in Brisbane at the time. Shane said, don't worry, he's too narcissistic to do it and that she shouldn't be worried about him being on the 50th something floor because he was too narcissistic to do it. Epitome of fucking evil. The fact that Shane, YouTube's sweetheart, would say that is actually fucking beyond me, especially because mental health is spoken about so often and so frequently in his own videos. Oh my God. Tati was made to feel that from posting that video, a ton of smaller people were going to come forward and talk about their experience. Kind of like follow the leader style, right? Because these people don't have a big platform like Tati does. When people have no influence and they come out and talk negatively about someone who has a ton of influence, they're seen instantly as clout chasers and just wanting views. But after the video went live, these people were nowhere to be found, right? All this evidence that Jeffrey quote unquote had was non-existent. Shane actually apparently claimed that he didn't know anything about the video, but he actually offered to edit it for her or, or write the bio or the caption or the, or the title and create the thumbnail. But Shane said in his statement that he didn't know that Tati was gonna make the video. So that is actual bullshit. He felt as though she was shunned from the community, right? After that video, I personally believe that Tati moved from LA to Seattle for this exact reason. I, I feel as though she didn't believe that she belonged in LA anymore and people didn't want her there and she was no longer welcome. She then goes on to say that she was scared of her LA home, which seems to be very reminiscent of what Blair White, Cameron Lester and Samantha Ravenhall have all interestingly said at the end of their videos. She moved from LA to Seattle and then to a second home in Seattle and upped her security because she feels unsafe. Now, she didn't say that she feels unsafe because of Jeffree Star, but isn't that weirdly similar to what the others also said? Like, there seems to be a thing with safety and talking about this issue and Jeffree. Now, going back into the legal kind of side of things, Tati hasn't included receipts in this video because if she pursues a court case with Jeffree Star and Shane and, and everyone else involved and she has already released all of the evidence publicly, that may not be in her favor. That's why she prefaced the video by saying that she was just going to be very careful with what she said that wasn't already public information and probably the main reason why there was no screenshots like there was in James's video and just reading from the statement that she wrote with her legal team. I think it'd be really interesting to see who else is involved in this case if it does go to court. And also she mentioned that Jeffree's now a co-owner of Morphe. Apparently it was in a TikTok where Jeffrey says that he's now a co-owner and there's speculation and rumors going around that Morphe is now releasing a hair, skin and nail vitamin. Like, was this all a hit to get rid of all of the competition? Like, I feel as though Tati in some ways was collateral damage. Like, if you could get rid of two birds with one stone, why not, right? If you're Jeffree Star and you're in that frame of mind that you have to take these people down that's kind of a genius thing to do, right? 
I don't know. It's just crazy to me. After I watched this video, I went onto Instagram, right? And I was just like flicking through my feed and I saw um, Lauren Brown, AKA Raggedy Royal on IG. She's absolutely freaking amazing. She's such an amazing artist. I recommend everyone go and follow her. She was talking on IG Live about Tati's video. And this is where it gets interesting. She said in her live that Tati wanted to hang with the racists. She knew his past. Oh, he's a cool guy and he hates black people, but I'm not black, so that should be fine, right? In her life, she also said, which I found was really interesting, that Tati wanted to hang with the mean girls. And when the mean girls were mean to her, now she's having a cry about it. So that is, in a nutshell, the entire Shane Dawson situation I'm exhausted. <laughs> I hope that that wasn't too draining for you guys. If you actually made it to the end of this, congratulations. I actually love you and will love you for the rest of my life. I know how confusing all of this can be sometimes, especially when things are so up in the air and there's every single day, there's new stories coming out and new things happening. Um, I just want to thank you guys for listening. I hope you all enjoyed my first episode. I want to hear what you guys have to think. Be sure to hit me up on Twitter and Instagram and let me know your thoughts about this whole situation. Are you on anyone's side? Are you, do you think that Tati got what she deserved because, you know, she should have known better? Do you believe that Tati really was manipulated and gaslit, which I I agree with that. I think she was manipulated, but I want to leave this open-ended to you guys so you guys can come back to me and let me know what you think. I'm super excited to read all of your comments and your messages about this. I can't wait to get more of these episodes up and running for you guys. I love you guys so much. Thank you for watching and I will see you. Well, I will not see you. I will talk to you <laughs> in the next episode. See you guys.